actually can't go to school. My dad, get your fat ass up. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Joystick Podcast, episode 9. That's right, big 9, almost 10, but it's 9. Let's see, two disclaimers. One, not suitable for work. Wear headphones. Jacob got a potty mouth. His breath smell like shit. He ain't brushed his teeth in a week. And two, spoilers inbound. And we are going to spoil a very important game that apparently has one of the best uh, plot twists in it, from what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Frank Fontaine here. Jacob, what's up? What's poppin', big <laughs> yeah, dog? What you doing? Hey, bro, I'm over here chilling. Chilling. Yeah. Uh, you really got to brush your teeth, bro. You got to brush your... You Fuck you. Twice, I'm, twice I'm, daily, bro. Don't start no with No, you me. don't, bro. Boy. It's very obvious. When's the last time you brushed your teeth? Fucking right before you came over, because I knew you was going to talk some shit. <laughs> okay, bro. What you been doing this week, big dog? Fucking working. You know the dealio. Yeah, bro. I've been busting ass this week. I doubt it. What I you feel like doing? the last couple episodes, I've just been talking about how much I've been working. Bro, Friday, I had I was at work until fucking 9.30 p.m., bro. 9.30? 9.30 p.m. I done been in bed, sucking on my thumb, <laughs> drinking my milk, bro. Yeah, I remember you texted me. You were like, what are you doing? I sent you a picture of the pump that was fucked up that I was working on. You were like, that place is a shit show. <laughs> I was like, no, bro. Just a lot of old equipment. The place was built in like fucking 1947 or some shit. Well, that's some heavy-duty equipment that does some heavy-duty jobs, so I imagine this shit breaks down quite often. Well, no, I mean, that pump we were working on has probably been there since fucking the 50s or 60s or something. And you just happen to be the lucky motherfucker to be working yeah. to replace it. Yeah. And uh, it fucked up. Some of the bearings went bad in it. And, well, we saw the bearing that was almost non-existent. That shit was gone. So we were like, oh, fuck, we just got to replace this bearing, which in and of itself took about six hours. But then once we put the new bearing on and we started bolting everything back up, we spun the shaft and realized the shaft still didn't spin. So we were like, uh-oh. So we had to take the pump apart. There's an impeller in the pump that was fucked up. So we had to go back to the shop. Thankfully, we had one because if we didn't, it's, it's crazy shit like that. Like, you don't know. They... A lot of the shit they don't even make anymore, you know what I mean? So, bro, just throw the whole fucking factory away. I should make sure they give you a raise first. Before <laughs> yeah, they do it. make sure they give you a raise, <laughs> give bro. you a nice little buyout. Yeah, sign a contract. Dog, my uh, my manager came into my office the other day. He busts in the door and he's like, Hey, how many days off you had this month? And I was like, I don't know why <laughs> I'll keep track of it. And he's like, let me answer that for you. One. And I was like, oh, fuck. I would have been, and what about it, motherfucker? Yeah. He's like, you're going to burn yourself out, man. You need to quit doing that shit. And I said, like, bro, shit needs to get done. He said, shut your broke <laughs> yeah, ass up. Shut your broke ass up. <laughs> I was like, shit needs to get done, my man. Like, you you want this shit fixed? You, you want me to have a decent life? You know, normally <laughs> you bosses, vote. when they see that, they're like, employee of the month. He's just like, bro, will you get out of here? <laughs> he talks to me for a little bit, and he's like, go home. So I was like, shit, all right. And then the next day, the whole ex- escapade happened where I was there till 930, and I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to call him real quick. Weekend. Hey, you, you still want me to go home, bro? <laughs> yeah, I think. So I, I took the whole weekend, and uh, I'm feeling good. 
Good, man. Mm-hmm. Get some sleep. Yeah, I got some much needed sleep. I went out last night. Oh, what happened, bro? Oh, bro. Nothing crazy, really. You got a boyfriend. What happened, bro? No, bro. I was talking to this girl, and it was going really good. I just ran up to her at the bar and started talking to her, and uh, like 10 minutes goes by, and I'm like, oh, so what's up? Are you single? And she's like, I'm gay. (laughs) I was like, oh, all right like that's cool for you but what's that gonna do for me <laughs> that's not doing shit for me dog what you told me i just wasted 10 minutes of my life i'll never yeah. get back but she was cool uh she said she would like to hang out with me at some point so i know. bro that's some weird vibes is she gay or not i don't know if i, I feel like she is she i don't know <laughs> i mean regardless Somebody I could hang out with, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's fun. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, dude, we did some karaoke, bro. Uh, you brought the house down, didn't you? I sure fucking did, me and Charles. Bro, so I sung... Uh, Who's Your Daddy by Toby Keith. That motherfucker goes hard. And then Charles and I sung... Uh, you Never Even Called Me By My Name by David Allen Coe. That one brought the fucking house down, bro. Everybody knew that, which was surprising because it's a really old country song. And then later on, once everybody was fucked up, probably towards about like midnight or so, (laughs) Charles and I went up there and sung uh, I'm in Love with a Stripper by T-Pain. Had the whole fucking club bumping, bro. I swear to God, everybody, everybody came up there and was like dancing and singing with us. It was great. It was a real good time. But yeah, man. That was cool. And then we went home and made tacos. <laughs> and uh, How many did your big ass eat? I'm not even going to hold you like 10. 10? <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all, just so y'all are listening, I fucking, I just watched this man eat 100 pizza rolls by himself. Stop I the bought cat. a bag of 120. Stop the cat, bro. Chill, bro. I bought a bag of 120, brought them over here, just a little snacky snack. I just got off work. I was a little hungry. I, I put 20 on my plate. <laughs> And this motherfucker comes in his room with a platter of pizza rolls, bro. Are you done? Let me tell him how it actually happened. Bro. Okay, let's hear <laughs> this it. This motherfucker walks in the door with a bag of 120 pizza rolls. Cool. So I pull out the cookie sheet and I put I fill up the whole cookie sheet with pizza rolls. And he was like, he came. He was like, is that is that all you're gonna cook? <laughs> yeah, bro. What do you mean? He's like, you cooked the whole fucking bag, bro. I'm hungry. I was like, all right. So I had to grab another cookie sheet, put all 120 fucking pizza rolls on there, and I cooked them all. And I grabbed the biggest bowls I have in the house and fill them all with pizza rolls, and there was still some left over. And we come and eat them. I can't finish mine. So he finishes all his and then takes the ones that I didn't eat. And then his fat ass goes downstairs and eats even more, bro. Are you done? <laughs> what do you mean am i done that's what happened okay yeah he's lying nah bro chill you a pizza roll fool what you what you been playing this week motherfucker uh i've been i've been uh <laughs> on the fl studio bro really i've been playing our main topic and i've just been fucking around on that if i ain't trying to just sleep yeah we got a new little outro song you put together yeah bro uh that was cool because in our last episode, we did uh, River City Redemption, right? River City Ransom. River City Ransom, my bad. And uh, 
that shop theme just it's, it's just been stuck in my head for weeks and weeks hey that motherfucker sounds alright for yeah, real I fuck with it so I just went in there and fucked around with it stick around guys we'll play it at the end oh yeah no games though um, other than the main topic other, yeah cause main topic is pretty lengthy I've, I've hopped on Tarkov once or twice with the guys oh so a little bit of Rocket League you know Big Hetty's all about that fucking Rocket League I was about to say we played a little bit of that good time i can only do so much of that game at once yeah after a certain point it's like all right <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's up with that game bro but i go in phases of where i really like it and then i just i burnt i don't want to do it no more yeah and then i really like it again then i'm just like i can't fucking play a shitty game yeah i feel the same way but i don't feel like mine has phases where i like it or don't like it like i'm always down to play it but it's always in the back of your mind you're like yeah well, like the all first, right. like the first three or four games, I'm like, hell yeah. But then after that, it's like, all right, bro, let's, let's, let's fucking, <laughs> let's, let's figure something out because this ain't cutting it. But I mean, we haven't really been able to find multiplayer games that we could all get into. We played lately. Shredder's Revenge last night. Yeah, that was we, ass. It was ass. What do you mean, bro? What's I, going on? I didn't fuck with it. Send your hate mail to joystickmediapodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I did not fuck with that one. I've been enjoying it, bro. I've been uh, playing through it. It's a game I just... Each each level's around six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'll just pick it up when I get a little free time, play a couple levels, and get done. I'm on 11, I think. And there's 16 total. I think. 16 levels? Yeah. I don't know, bro. Just you, me, and Hetty. I don't know. Yeah. We we're just fucking. <laughs> you just kind of walk around. There's really no challenge to it. You just kind of move in a straight line and spam the fucking punch button, and it just I don't know. It wasn't really there for me. How's that any different from River City Ransom? Because there was like challenge to it. There was like depth. There were you could, you know, what I'm saying there were things you had to look out for. There were there was there was a strategy to it. You know what I mean? Like you, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Kinda. Like it. I guess it was boring. Uh, uh, what's that shit? Shredder's Revenge was boring. Just it was just too easy. Too easy. We could have upped the difficulty. Big Hetty picked that difficulty. He was uh, the host. Yeah. If it was a little more difficult, I think I would have had more fun with it. If we were all getting our ass beat, like actually having to try. But I felt like for the most part, we were just fucking running around beating everybody's ass, and I don't know. I not not the most fun game i've played lately we'll have to give it another shot on a harder harder difficulty see how you like it then but i haven't been playing too many games this week i've been working more on the hardware bro i got that launch 360 i got non-hdmi guys this motherfucker still works <laughs> no red ring in sight it's got a 12 volt fan on the motherfucker's dumb loud the the what the 12 volt fan line. Oh, okay. It's super loud. Have you heard it? Nah, this motherfucker sounds like a jet, don't it? Yeah, next time you come <laughs> over, I'm gonna turn on, bro. This motherfucker. It's gonna start Just, spitting out dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, no dusting more. I busted it open, gave it a real good cleaning, bro. T- I washed the case in the bathtub, all that shit. Got all the dust out. Gave it a little isopropyl alcohol bath, the motherboard. Redid the uh, thermal compound under it. It's good to go, bro. Another 10 years on that bad motherfucker, huh? 15, 20, maybe. Hey. I, I might be the last dude alive who's got a launch 360 that still works. 
It's I don't almost, know about that. I could probably find one on the marketplace right now. One the with the original motherboard that came out in 2005, whatever one it was. How many people do you know were replacing motherboards in their shit, bro? What do you mean? I don't know. I just I don't it doesn't seem like something that would be that rare. I'm saying it's rare to have one that still works that yeah. ain't been red ringed cuz all the early ones, bro. Oh yeah, the launch ones. Yeah. Like not not even I'm not even talking about just the Fat 360 in general. I'm talking about like the launch Fat 360. So why did they all have that red ring problem, bro? I think uh, Microsoft made a bomb ass documentary on YouTube going through this with the, with the whole Xbox line. I think they did it for the 20th anniversary of Xbox or something like that. Uh, it's got multiple parts and they're good 40 45 minutes long a piece. Mm-hmm. And just going through all the history, but. They were talking about the 360, and I think it was manufactured with uh, lower quality solder or something. You would get the red ring because as the the console would heat up and then cool down and then heat up and cool down, it would cause uh, stress fractures on the all the solder boards and shit. Mm. So, uh, listen here, guys. I'm not very smart, so if that <laughs> sounded dumb, it might have been, but... It pretty much when the console heats up when you play it you turn it off and you heat it up again turn mm-hmm. it off just like in quick succession the the very early launch 360s were uh, f- for some reason that just the, the Achilles heel bro brought them down you know it cost him one billion dollars to fix that really I think it was a billion it definitely wasn't a million it would have been way more than a million to fix the red ring issue well because Microsoft extended their warranty oh I think like two years past whatever date it was so, and then they also would take the 360 and fix it for free and send it back out like no questions asked mm-hmm. all that shit they handled it very well and of course the, the 360 slims don't have that problem but i mean what a shit show bro yeah uh one of mine red ringed and uh at the time my dad and i were living uh we were roommates with one of his buddies from work and his name was john if you hear this, shout out to you. You're a fucking OG for this. He, uh, I, I was devastated, bro, because I, I fucking loved that 360. It was, I would come home and play that shit every day, you know. And then, sure shit, I come home and try to cut it on one time in this red ring. So John, he takes it apart and he's like, "Don't even worry about it, bro. I'll fix the shit." And uh, I don't even know what he did, bro. I think he just replaced the thermal, like, uh, did the thermal paste on it. Uh huh. And put it back together and that shit started working well there was a bunch of bunch of goofy ass ways to to fix it i'm doing air quotes over yeah, here because it, they would work for a little longer and then red ring again they that's were what little- i was gonna bring up because i remember talking about it at school and then there was a guy that was telling me oh bro you just wrap it up in a towel a towel, yeah, <laughs> the, towel the towel tricks what that's called bro i was like what the fuck bro what are you talking about well the idea behind that was you you overheat the board Mm-hmm. So the solder would melt back down into place from where it was cracking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but... But, I mean, that didn't fix the problem because the solder was ass, bro. It yeah. would just... Went, once you went through so many different heat cycles and shit, it would just crack again. But, yeah, I'd, I've done... I fixed a bunch. Again, air quote fixed because <laughs> none of them stayed that way for long. And it was more like... A hit or miss because you might fix it for a week, you might fix it for six months, you might fix it for a day. Nobody knows, yeah. you know. But there was this one really clever one I like. You start it up, get the game going, 
So all that GPU starts heating up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really taxing on the system. And then you stick some Q-tips. You cut off the one end of the Q-tip and stick it in the fan grill in the back so you stop the fans from spinning. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it if you didn't want to open your console and shit. And, of course, that would cause it to overheat. I always thought that was a little more sensible than wrapping it in a fucking towel. <laughs> yeah. But the towel, the towel trick was popular, bro. I remember that. That just seemed crazy to me because I didn't really understand how it all worked. I was like, that just doesn't seem like it'll fix the problem. But You know, bro, I got my very first 360. I think I was in sixth grade, I want to say. Something like that. You know, this is way back in the day. And uh, I got it from a buddy. Oh, it's a red ring, bro. It don't work. I was like, let me get it. <laughs> so I took it home, did the tail trick. Bro, that thing worked for a year straight. Really? Yes. That's crazy. I know it was. You got I was it like, for free 360? Hey, yeah. hell yeah. Bro, that, that 360, it was the same one uh, that I modded. I cut out the, the top and put some plexiglass in it and some LEDs. And uh, at Red Ring, that thing was a trooper, bro. We fixed it with the thermal paste or whatever. And then like four years later, the fucking disc tray stops coming out. Oh, easy fix, bro. I already know how to do it. Well, I mean, it was weird because it would stop coming out. But if I sat there, I think I would just either like press the button and like it would come out like just an inch or so. Just enough for you to grab onto it. Yeah. But then eventually it just quit coming out altogether. So I was like, what the fuck? That's caused by a dirty drive belt. Really? So there's a a belt that sits on two different uh, pulleys in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that thing gets crudded up with dust or anything, it'll start to lock it up. Mm-hmm. So this is a good fix for you guys listening to. Take a pair of tweezers if you have, and this works for any kind of disc-based uh, system that has uh, a, a tray that slides out. Get it to open a little bit, and then take a pair of tweezers. You'll see that that little belt in there on the pulleys. Take it off of it, clean it with some isopropyl alcohol, wash it off, dry it, and then put it back on there, and then you know fucking ramming in and out a, f- a few times mm-hmm. good to go bro good to go you want me to tell you how i did it threw that motherfucker on the ground <laughs> no bro i uh the plexiglass that i had uh on the on the case i just took that out and then whenever i wanted to change games i would just put the disc into the xbox <laughs> <laughs> and just run it like that hey if it works it works yeah. so uh Fuck, I don't even remember what happened to that thing. But it was a trooper, dude. And I don't know. I think at one point I was trying to figure out how to just get a new disk drive instead of fixing it. Which, from what you're saying, it could have been easily fixed. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't even try to fix it. (laughs) I was just fucking... I don't know why a lot of people don't know about that, bro. Because anytime I've ever had a problem, and I've had dozens and dozens of consoles. When I was in uh, high school, I used to get on craigslist and fix people's mm-hmm. shit kind of like what we were talking about doing except on a bigger scale but i'd go on there bro you could get as, as the original xbox was really susceptible to this but yeah bro you can get them five ten bucks this drop don't work i fixed that motherfucking 30 minutes bro yeah bro i think what it is is like people when certain things mess up they just assume that there's a lot more to it than it is you know right like the same with like working on cars or fixing electronics you know nine times out of ten fucking something's dirty (laughs) like you said you just gotta go 
hit it with some fucking tweezers, maybe a vacuum cleaner. But nobody, you know, they think there's a lot more to it. So they're like, oh, I'll just fucking take it to a shop. Or Preventive maintenance goes a long way, and that's for everything. Yep. That's the name of the game. It's also a good rule of thumb is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So don't y'all just go in, start opening up your PS5s and shit. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. If you're doing PMs on your fucking systems, you kind of have to open them up. And Well, all the newer shit, obviously, you're not going to need it. But all the older consoles and shit I get every once in a while, I bust them open and clean all the dust and shit out of them. Just because it's bound to get gunked up in there, especially if it's something you play a lot like that 360. I still play that thing all the time. Yeah, that PC. Yeah, the PC got a good dusting too, bro. Yeah. you Your PC? Yeah. I hit that up. I said, I do that about once a month on my PC just because I got so many fans in there and just dust everywhere. Yeah, your, your house dusty, boy. I don't know. Well, my house was built in the 50s. I just assume that's why there's so much dust. I think this house was built in the 80s, which is weird because you live like five minutes away. You know, you want to hear something that I found out about my house? What's that? Okay. My house was originally built across the street, uh, down, uh, I can't think of the name of the road. It's where Charles used to live. It was in his neighborhood. The My house was. They picked it up and moved it. What? And sat it down. Yeah. They did that in the 70s. For what? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just build a new house right where my lot is. But they moved my house over. My neighbor was telling me about that old motherfucker. He's he's cool as shit, guys. My best friend. But <laughs> <laughs> it was he, he was telling me about that. He was like, I remember whenever they brought your house down and then a couple neighbors over house down. I was like, What do you mean, bro? <laughs> he said, You know, they picked up and moved it. I was like, What the fuck are you talking about, bro? From uh Atlas Road? Yeah, over there. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. You, you know, you always see a, a bunch of pictures, like old pictures of fucking houses getting moved by trucks and shit. Right. It's like, what the fuck are they doing, bro? <laughs> Just build another house, but. You know, they had the, you seen those pictures in our high school, bro, of whenever it was originally built and they did an aerial shot and yeah. it's just literally that school just and just farmland. Nothing. Yeah. Now, now it comes complete with rundown restaurants and junkies <laughs> on every corner. Bro, you remember that salvage store that was across the street? B&E Salvage, boy. <laughs> I'd go in there and get some expired beef jerky for 10 cents a stick. Boy, Everything was expired, bro. Yes, sir. Ugh. I can't believe I didn't die, bro. I used to go in there all the time. It was, I mean, it was a bargain, though, if you didn't get sick from it. Boy, <laughs> I'm talking Twizzlers there. that'll shatter your teeth. Fire, though, a nickel. Go and get a whole bag. Yeah, bro, you could go in there and eat for a month off of $5. No lie. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They might... Bro, they probably got sued or something. Sold somebody some bad jerky and they fucking died. I don't know. <laughs> Hell no. Well, I think, I think that's the only store in that plaza that I've been to. And then what's that? Uh, Dairy Delight. I've only been there like twice. Fire, bro. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember. I think I need to go check that out. Little ice cream out. shop. It's a good place. Yeah. And then Rallies. That's where everybody meets up to fight. <laughs> in high school. Yeah. <laughs> meet me at Rallies, bro. You really about it? Like, come on, man! I'm just trying to give me some big Bufords. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. Rallies has got to be the most fire fast food. Uh, Rallies is pretty fun. Yeah, look, he was like, no, well, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Dog, I remember uh, one year for band camp. 
since I live across town, my parents were, uh, I was like, look, bro, this shit's a week long. Let me just fucking stay with Charles for band camp. And they're like, all right. So I stayed with Charles for that whole week. And these, my, my parents gave me fucking $40 for food. And I spent 20 on weed. <laughs> and then I would just every day for lunch at band camp, I would go to rallies and get the fucking. That was back when it was the two dollar chicken bite boxes. Yes, I get like two of those. Right, motherfuckers, four bucks now. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I just went over there. I get like two of the chicken bite boxes. Take a couple of hit of that Reggie Blunt and yeah. go hit rallies up. Yeah, <laughs> then go play the tuba. <laughs> Man, good times. Yeah. Well, I did some. uh more preventive maintenance i finally uh i got a uh this ps4 bro Mm -hmm. i got it from this dumb fat motherfucker for about a (laughs) 100 bucks and uh you didn't pay me shit for that chill but anyway (laughs) i finally busted it open and clean i've had it for what three four months now it's been a while it's been sitting in a trash bag in the corner of my uh little computer room for i don't know how long and i was just finally looking at i was like I think it's time. <laughs> so I busted it open, got it all cleaned up, hooked up. Perfect, bro. Now, if only I knew how to work it or had games for it. I'll get there when I get there. If I don't think I reset it or anything. so It's on just... it's it's on the, the firmware 9.03, and mm-hmm. they're talking about releasing a jailbreak for it soon, so I think I'm going to hold off on it, get that thing jailbroken. Oh, well, I was just going to say... Uh... I don't think I wiped it or anything, so my profile should still be on there. I got a few games on there. Like I got a. It's been wiped, bro. It's gone. Is it? Yeah. Uh, every day. You, did I wipe it or did you wipe it? I did. Oh, uh, idiot. I think. I you could have had like eight free games, bro. Free games. Yeah, bro. Cause I had a, uh, I had like Red Dead Redemption Two on there. I had a couple of the Battlefields. Uh, some Call of Duties. You could have been playing. Or I could have just been on my PC. Shut up, bro. I only wanted the PlayStation for the first party titles, bro. Anything third party, I get it on PC or Xbox. That's like, just how uh, it is. Like what? Like God of War? Yeah, God of War. I want to try that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I want. God of War is a dope game. My dad is all about God of War, bro. Bro, the one that came out with, obviously, it's not new anymore. It came out when the PS4 was still relevant, but it looks badass, bro. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wanted. Those are like like beat them up type games but you it's like hack and slash is yeah what those you just fucking murder the, <laughs> you just murder everybody bro and you can go fuck bitches and it's damn really yeah kratos is a bad motherfucker dude i'm going to gamestop <laughs> you need to uh i remember i played the first one for like 20 minutes so i was like eh. but i think i have the most time by far in god of war 3 which I don't remember when it came out. I was young, but I've played the shit out of that. I've never sat down and actually gave him a good good playthrough, any of the God of Wars. I, I think, think the, the what's it, Chains of Olympus, the one that was on PSP? I don't uh, know. It was I never one had a of, PSP. Well, I love the PSP, bro, and I played, I played the, through that one. But the first, second, and third one, those were all on PS2? Um, or the first yeah, and second? I think they're PS2 or PS3. I think between them, yeah. I think it's a good mix of, like, fucking, like you said, hack and slash and then, like, puzzles, kind of. Huh. But it's not, like, puzzles that'll leave you, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you gotta... Oh, dude, I fucking love Killzone. What's that? 
Really? You never heard of Killzone? I don't think so, no. Oh, man. Well, well, you got the emulators, bro. You can emulate the PS3 one on your computer. Maybe not your old one, but your new one that you get built. You can probably do it on that. I don't think I've ever even heard of Killzone. Killzone's dope. It's I mean, like a first-person shooter. Let me look at shit. It's up. super cool. You'll have to look into it. If you guys couldn't tell, we're not super big on the, the PlayStation product. Not that I don't like them. Yeah, bro, but I've, I've always just been on the Xbox. Never seen this before in my life. That's oh, badass, bro. It looks hard. When the third, the third one came out on PS3, and I was in the the Dude, beta for it. Yeah, bro, it's hard. It came out sixteen the, plus. <laughs> the open beta came out, and I got accepted to it, and I was like, oh yes. But it was only for one day, I think, and then it was on a school day. So of course, when I woke up. I was, <coughs> <laughs> mom. I don't feel good. Go to bed, honey. And that's what happened, bro. As soon as she went to work, I got on the game, <laughs> boy. I was on that motherfucker all day. Bro, I tried I've tried that a few times in my life. It never fucking works, bro. I get up. <laughs> I can't go to school. My dad, get your fat ass <laughs> But you're like Bruh. Yeah. It's like fuck. So well, I guess I'm going to school and I made a damn fool of myself this morning. Bro, there was one time in high school. I don't know if we were friends or not yet, but no, nah, it was before we met. Shut uh, the fuck up! All right, my bad. I, <laughs> my belly did that one. <laughs> Fat the fuck. Uh, we had a snake bite kit in the house, and uh, in the snake bite kit, there was like a little vial of medicine, uh, a razor, and then like these two super fucking heavy duty suction cup type deals. So I was fucking around and I put them on my forehead (laughs) and I was just walking around with them hanging off my forehead and I went and showed my parents and like, I don't know, we were just joking about it for a little bit. And then, uh, after I'm, we're, we're done fucking laughing or whatever. I take these bitches off my forehead and I got two fat ass bruises (laughs) from where these suction cups were on my forehead and I was pissed bro i was like no i got school tomorrow they're gonna make fun of me my dad was like i don't give a fuck bro you gotta go to school and i was like shit damn yeah i was so upset remember when i chipped my tooth bro and i had to go to school (laughs) i went to school for two days looking like a damn fool i'll never forget that we were fucking wrestling (laughs) my tooth my mom's gonna kill me this little was over at our buddy charles's house and then they were, I was sitting on the bed and somebody tackled somebody onto the bed and they were holding a glass football and just was like, doop, toss it out of their hand. This motherfucker went pew, across the room, smacked my big tooth, my big tooth, guys, the one in the front, cracked that motherfucker in half, bro. That was terrible, bro. I think you were more scared about calling your mom than you were going to school looking like an idiot, yeah, bro. bro. My mom's mean. I yeah. called her. I said, oh, we were playing basketball and I got elbowed in the mouth. Because how the fuck am I going to explain that, you know? <laughs> Somebody threw a glass football at my mouth. Like, what? Does that even make sense? No, bro. But you were like, bro, my mom spent all that money on my braces just for me to fuck my mouth. <laughs> Fucked it up. I got it fixed, guys. But I went to school for two days looking like a damn fool. Yeah, bro. Oh, but... uh that morning after, when I had the bruises on my forehead, that morning I woke up and I was getting ready for school. 
and my stepmom opened the door to my room. She was like, hey, you ain't got to go to school today. And I was like, oh, only day I've ever gotten to take off of school. Come out with the bruised forehead? Yeah. Damn, I bet they, you're like, good looking. I was like, hell yeah. So I don't know if uh, she did that behind my dad's back or not, but that was that was tight. So I got to stay home and just play video games all day. Shit was shit was dope. With the bruised forehead. With the bruised forehead. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Well, I think we bullshit enough. You want to get over the main topic? Sure. All right. What do we got in store for this week, guys? We got Bioshock released August twenty first, two thousand seven. And my God, Jacob, I love this game. Do you? Yeah. Bro, this game is fucking hard. I love the whole series, man. I've been trying not to talk to you all week, bro, because I, <laughs> I don't want to spill any of the beans, bro. But I, I love this shit. This is one of my favorite games ever. Really? Yeah. I thought you... So is this your first time playing through it? or? Well, I don't listen to this, bro. Whatever vibe you get from this is what the game gives you. But yes, bro. I, I tried it for... I think I was about three hours in. I was playing it on my PC. And, I, bro, I was just... I didn't even get that far in it. I was just exploring the start of Rapture. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, what a cool place to be. Yeah, bro. And like, I can't think of any other game that puts you quite in a situation like that. You know what, what I'm saying? It's just cool fucking concept. Yeah, bro. for sure. It's... uh. So, what is this all? 50 Steam? Oh, here. Hold on. I was playing this motherfucker for about three hours my first time mm-hmm. on PC, just walking around. And then my game crashes, and I'm like, fuck, all right, load, save. None of it was saved. I was like, maybe it ain't meant to be. But I'll be damned this game was meant to be, brother. <laughs> I played through this. I played through the remastered one on the my Series S. I loved every second of it. This shit's dope, man. One of the, I'm going to rate this game high, spoiler alert. <laughs> but it's going to lose some points just off the fact that it wasn't long enough, bro. Really? I could spend twice the amount of time in this. This game is was what, what pretty it lengthy compared to the last few games that we did. Well, yeah, but I mean, what's... You 10, beat this shit hours. in like two days, didn't you? Yeah, bro. I was playing it nonstop. I love this shit. <laughs> it's 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 a good fucking game. It's like, bro. As soon as you like start to see Rapture and all the cities and tubes and shit and underwater, it just gets bigger and bigger and, and bigger. It just doesn't stop, bro. It's just like wow. And each little mission or. I don't know if they're really called missions, but like sections of Rapture, they're all vastly different than the other mm-hmm. one. They still keep that same theme, mm-hmm. like that steampunk theme. Yeah. But they just express it in a different way. And it, man, it's just so damn cool. Like I, a more in-depth video game world, I can't think of one. One that I would rather be in, I would say. Yeah, that shit's cool. And then just the fucking... Like you said, like the areas, like there's the Arcadia, which is like super floral and mm-hmm. all the fucking, you know, trees and bushes and roses everywhere. And then there's like the fucking fish market, which yeah. is just crates and then all the splicers. Some of the splicers look like fucking old fishermen and shit. Like I don't, it's it's really immersive. Like you could just kind of get lost in it, you know. I wonder what Rapture looked like when it was freshly built. Because as you play through this, for those who haven't played it yet, it's falling apart. It's it it's is heavily damaged been and falling it, apart. Yeah, it's, it, it looks like the trap house, bro. Um, a little spoiler for you, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, so I'm guessing you haven't played through any of the other Bioshocks either. Don't spoil those for me. I'm not. Well, 
There's a DLC in Bioshock Infinite that you play in Rapture. And before it got bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So, I'm going to get into that then. So you can see Rapture in its heyday. And it's fucking... So it's a newer game. So the graphics are better too. It's fucking... I'm excited, cool. bro. I'm ready to do fucking Bioshock 2. So Bioshock 2 was actually my first Bioshock game. And I Does never, the story continue? Or is it a different one altogether? Just, just chill, bro. You'll get there. Don't spoil nothing for me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying. So, Bioshock 2, my dad just randomly came home with this game one day for the PS3. And I was like, what the fuck? All right. But I played the fuck out of it. And I never played uh, the first. I never even played the first one until uh, a couple of years ago. I was in Japan, and then they came out with that, uh, what is it, the, the Xbox Live Ultimate or whatever, where... Uh, it was kind of like before Game Pass. Like, you, I don't know, you get a few free games or whatever. Oh, the games with gold? Yeah, games yeah. with gold. So I got infinite from that, but yeah. I never played it. So I'm pretty sure I got one, two, and infinite from that. So Damn. Yeah, I played through all of them. But it was real quick. I didn't really pay attention to the story. It was just something I could come home and fuck around and play. But playing through this and actually, you know, paying attention to the story and like what's actually fucking going on this is a pretty crazy story you think yeah bro <laughs> yeah, it's wild yes. it's a it's such a plot twist because i mean it starts out you're, you're just the the lone survivor of a plane crash in the middle of the atlantic ocean in the middle of the atlantic and you just fucking happen to land be you just happen to be the only survivor of this plane crash and you just so happen to crash at the lighthouse that gives you access down into Rapture. You got to ride in a little submarine down there and yeah. it, it takes you to it. And then as soon as you get down there, you're met with, uh, you're met by a splicer, which, uh, you, can you explain what a splicer is, bro? So a splicer is a fucking junkie crackhead, <laughs> like cracks. And so they got these things called, um, plasmids. plasmids. And these things give you like special abilities. Like there's a, there's an inferno one where you shoot fire and shit. There's an electric one where you shock. I mean, they, they got a whole bunch of shit. Telekinesis, all that, all that extra bullshit that you would be like, man, this would be cool to have in real life. They got it in this game. And the... Fuck, what's that? Adam? Is it? Yeah, Adam. Adam's what it is. Adam is the crack cocaine that everybody in Rapture thrives off of. Mm -hmm. And it, I think they said that the Adam is what started causing the downfall, right? Everybody started going crazy. Yeah, everybody started going crazy. Yeah, because as you, as you splice more of these plasmids into you, it starts to make you lose your mind. Mm -hmm. But you get all these cool-ass abilities, so everybody's like, oh, no-brainer, I know what I'm doing. So now everybody's like superhuman down there. Superhuman crackhead, bro. Yeah. They're all fucking jumping around and flying and shit. And uh, right off the get go, you get off the submarine, or you're in the submarine, and uh, what's his name? Atlas uh, hollers at you over a radio. So you pick up this radio in the submarine, and he's just uh, kind of helping you out your whole way through Rapture, trying to, I guess, guide you. But uh, his first task for you is to. Uh, Go find another submarine that his family's trapped in. Right, right. So, you're fucking never met this guy. Have no idea who he is, but I'm pretty sure he promises to help you out if you help him find his family. Right, right. right. You're you're all supposed to escape the place together. Yeah. So, 
you're just fucking running through Rapture, killing everybody, everything that moves. Meanwhile, the the creator of Rapture is there, and he's he's talking to you on your little mic too, bullshitting you the whole time, mm-hmm. roasting you. I actually, got listen. This is the monologue he he goes through at the very start of the game. Let's give it a listen. I am Andrew Ryan, and I'm here to ask you a question: Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington, it belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican, it belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow, it belongs to everyone. I rejected those answers. Instead, I chose something different. I chose the impossible. I chose rapture. The artist would not fear the censor, where the scientist would not be bound by petty morality, where the great would not be constrained by the small. And with the sweat of your brow, rapture can become your city as well. I love that shit, bro. It gave me cold chills. I'm going to play it again. That, that gave me chills too, bro. That's crazy. I mean... How that's I, it's hard to gather, you know, how people even fucking came up with this game. Yeah, and audio podcast ain't even gonna do this, good guys. If you guys have not played Bioshock and seen Rapture for yourself, man, you have got to. You, it's required. <laughs> you, you just need to do it, bro. It's this game is probably the most immersive fucking like there's just so much lore to it there's just so much to get into and i don't, I don't oh, know they got those little diary entries all over the place yeah there's little the tape audio logs everywhere you'll pick them up and you'll, you'll go through and normally they got shit like that in other games bro i'm like oh fuck it this one i was i couldn't wait to find the next one bro yeah, and just bro. listen to it because it's just like little hints at like what the fuck went down to like lead to the downfall of rapture Mm -hmm. so like the whole time you're walking around you're like wow like this place if it wasn't fucked up would be would look great you know what i'm saying like i bet this place was amazing words cannot explain enough how much this game is just gonna grab you by your balls and pull you straight down to the story like it is good good it's probably one of the best story lines that in, in any game that I've played. This, the this scenery, story. the aesthetic, man, the ambient sound. Oh, dude, you go around and you just hear 50s music playing all the time mm-hmm. and you'll you'll hear Splicer start whistling to themselves. And mm-hmm. shit. It's just like, man, how immersive. And they, they got a bunch of little details, right? Like, I remember the, there's like cribs, like the baby cribs that are like old school with like the cloth. And right, the big Every, everything's wheels. like a steampunk 50s yeah. when you say here. Yeah. Like old school, uh, all the vending machines and shit like that, bro. Yeah. It's just super cool. And then I like the little hack mechanic too, bro. Oh, uh, you don't like that? This game's losing points off that, bro. Really, you don't like that? Terrible. <laughs> well, bro, it's better on PC. Fuck it. Anyway, it's a lot better on PC, bro. I despised it. I, about halfway through the game, you say about halfway, you get to the U U invent stations. Yeah. Where it's just like a little crafting machine, mm-hmm. bro. I 
All I craft is auto hacks, bro. Really? Just so I could use them because I just <laughs> you really don't hacking. fuck. With- I hate it. That's probably the worst part of this game is the hacking. I think. Really? Yeah, I didn't fuck with it. Well, I mean, most of the time it gives you a choice of whether you want to hack something or not. But I mean, obviously you want to spend less money or whatever it is. So auto hack, bro. Hack. That costs like fifty bucks. No problem. I'll just craft one, buy one, whatever. Yeah, there was one hack machine. The difficulty was all the way up. I was like, ain't no fucking problem. But you know how it has those little like alarm indicators or whatever? Mm-hmm. To where if the fluid goes into it, it'll set off the alarm. The fucking part where the fluid goes in was blocked off by those. Damn. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. I was like, what the fuck? Is it all random when you click on them? I think so. So each time you click on, like say if you saved your game right before you went on one, it would be different after you reloaded it? I haven't tested it, but huh. that, that'd be a good test to run. I haven't even thought about it. Well, yeah, I did fuck with it. And those alarms, like you were saying, and you can trip them. There's cameras in this game that'll scroll around, kind of like a Metal Gear Solid style. Mm-hmm. And uh, they spot you to set off an alarm. Uh, I think some of the glass, I've noticed in like Cohen's part, I, I, I broke the glass on one of these little display things. Oh, to get the first like aid shop. kit in it? Yeah, 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 and then it set off an alarm. And so when alarm sets off, it just sends out these little drones that fly mm-hmm. around and shoot you, and they'll do it for a minute or something like that. And it, that's fucking annoying. But hacking those drones and having them fly around with you is super. Uh, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those turrets, bro, tear my ass up. Yeah, that's a, a, so. There's a bunch of different plasmids you can have, but. That electro bolt's my fucking go-to, but I don't know about you. For I, all the cameras and turrets, yeah, bro. bro yeah. I have that motherfucker equipped constantly. I'm out here blowing my wad like Spider-Man, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, bro. As soon as I take a turn. As soon as I hear or see a turret or fucking get shot by one, I'm like, oh, pull out the electrical. Yeah, because all the electronics in this game and even some of the door switches, you can hit it with your electric plasmid mm-hmm. and it'll stun it or activate it, whatever. And, yeah, that comes in clutch big time. Big clutch because, I mean, all of those things that we just talked about, you can stun it with your electro bolt and then run up and hack it so it'll be your turret. And then there's, like, grenade launcher turrets, machine gun turrets. It's fucking... And then even the cameras, if you hack the camera, if it sees a splicer, it'll set off the alarm and send those fucking sentry bots. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah, it'll send those sentry bots out to... uh, attack the splicers for you yeah there, there's a lot going on in this game mechanic wise mm-hmm. and oh they got the the tonics too mm-hmm. so all your plasmids are abilities you acquire and they're all active you gotta you know do them yourself but you get you pick up tonics too and those are more like a passive upgrade mm-hmm. to where they're just always active and they got different ones for hacking more health more more uh, atom level shit like that there's there's a lot to get into here man um, do you want to talk about the story some more? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where were we? Atlas is helping you get to the, uh, the submarine. Yeah. Well, the, the very first part you start in in Rapture, uh, is, is it like the medical area? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. The medical pavilion. Yeah. There you go. And then, uh, there's a crazy ass surgeon. What's his name? Mr. Know. Stein. Something. something stein i can't think of it but this motherfucker's crazy bro <laughs> he's wild and as you go around you start seeing everybody who's got these plastic plastic surgeries done to their face bro and they're all messed up and they're all fucked up bro. yeah 
they're like super messed up. Like, and then and it, one you, of the the audio logs you pick up, it yeah. was him talking about how I've spent my whole life making everything perfectly symmetrical, doing the basic operations that everybody asked for. And then as he starts going crazy, taking all this at him, he starts uh, thinking, who is that one artist he was referencing? Picasso? Yeah, I think you're right. He was talking about how Picasso later in his uh, his art career was starting to do more abstract paintings and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's what he was doing to people's faces, bro, fucking them up. Yeah, and you could see... Uh like all around in the area, you could see like pictures of uh, like models or where whatever, where he's like mutilated the paintings and put like fucking eyeballs in different places, yeah. and, like turned twisted people's noses upside down and shit. And uh, like you said, the audio logs you find around here is like, like one is a woman or she's like, "How oh, this doctor said he was gonna make me pretty. Now look at me, I'm all fucked up." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Bro? Yeah, bro, it was crazy. Yeah. That that's a really unnerving feeling. That yeah. that whole section, I yeah. was like, "Wow." Yeah, but you bust his ass, no problem. I didn't have any trouble with him, did you? Oh, dude, when when you first run into his little area where you're trying to fight him, he's got a woman on the operating table, bro. Oh yeah, he slashes her, bro. Yeah, and then he he has like these people strung up in the room and he like points at him he's like i can't fucking do this anymore this one he points at the dead guy it's like too ugly this one too fat this one it's fucking i don't know he just fucking takes her out bro and i was like what the fuck is going on guys deranged i guess some plasmids just be fucking people up bro yeah and at the more audio logs you pick up throughout this part just the more fucked up it all gets it's like, ooh. Like, the more it starts putting everything together for you, but, and then you'd start to slowly realize the fuckery that's been afoot here. Yeah. But anyways, you find him while he's performing an operation. He kills his uh, his uh, client, and then you kill him. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no trouble with that. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble with that either. But anyways, you get his, uh, what'd you need, his key card or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you grab that shit. And then you run out, and then you encounter your first Big Daddy. Big Daddies. So you've seen one. Oh, we didn't even talk about this. The very first time you see a Big Daddy in this game is uh, is right after you first get to Rapture, and you're walking through, and then you see... Okay, so you got the Big Daddies, and they're these big-ass... They're like brutes and like the... Uh, the kind of like modified scuba diver, old school scuba diver, scuba diver yeah. suits. And they got drills on their hands and shit. Big ass drills, mind you, and yeah. they protect these little sisters that walk around. And the little sister's job is to go up to all the dead bodies and then collect all the atom out of them with this long ass little needle gun. Mm-hmm. And the big daddies won't pay you any attention until you try to hurt the little sister or get too close to her, and then it's over, bro. There ain't, <laughs> yeah. there ain't no sorry, my bad. It's just they, they they're gunning you, for you, bro. And when you first get to Rapture, you'll go through and you're divided by this wall. And this dude, this splicer tries to run up to this little sister. And this big daddy runs in the room, sprints, smacks his bitch ass across the room. You know, you know, remember that part? <laughs> yeah, that he started yeah. slamming him into the bro, wall. Bro, slamming his head in the wall. It fucks him up, bro. But yeah, that's, that's the first time you see a big daddy. Of course, you got that wall in between you, mm-hmm. so... You don't have to worry about facing them. But after you kill this this mad surgeon... How did you feel when you saw all that? 
I was like, God, dude, I don't want to face that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a bad <laughs> motherfucker, bro. I have to kill those, bro? <laughs> yeah. But So you're going to kill your first one. After you get that key card, you'll run out, and you'll run into your first big daddy. And the little sisters, you can either harvest them, but it kills them, or you can let them live. And if you harvest them, it'll give you a lot of Adam. Mm -hmm. If you let them live, it'll only give you a little bit. But after you harvest, I mean, not harvest, after you save so many little sisters, they'll start leaving you gifts and shit. Yeah. And I I didn't harvest any of them. I saved them all. No. Uh, did you harvest him? No, I didn't. No, bro. he done killed some kids. No, He's so, fucked up. The first time I ever played this, I think I harvested one, and I was like, just to see what would happen. And it's like some kind of fucked up animation, bro. What is it, bro? I never even seen it. I don't remember. I got a kid, motherfucker. I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was like, no I kids. was like, I don't want to do. It that. was bad like, enough. It actually that, made me feel bad. It was bad enough that when he got done, he was like, Ugh, I can't do that. No I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. But yeah, I, I saved them all too. Because there's actually two different endings to this game, depending on um, what you do with the little sisters. I got a question that I want to ask you, too, about it as we get a little deeper in the story. But anyways, so you go into your first encounter with the big daddy. Bro, scared the shit out of me at first. Because once you you start shooting him, bro, he starts sprinting after you. Mm -hmm. And every time, uh, each step he takes while he's sprinting, the camera shakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's like super intense when he's running at you. Oh, bro. And then when he actually hits you, the camera does all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, it knocks your ass back, too. Yeah, you can't move for a second. It's like, what the fuck? I was like, man, I hope I don't have to do this a whole lot more. And as you progress through the game, you're going to end up killing like 30, 40 more of them. Yeah. It seems like. And... The first one is the the worst one for me because once you've done two or three of them, bro, it's a, as soon as you run up to a big daddy, oh, I bet. Yeah. It's no problem after mm-hmm. that. But yeah. yeah, that first one was like, holy shit. The first couple, it's like, God damn it. Because you don't have all your weapons yet. You don't have all your plasmids yet. You don't really know what the fuck you're getting into. What rounds are going to work yeah. best on them and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But... Like you said, the deeper you get into it, the more you figure it out. You're like, I'll bet, Big Daddy, I get to get some Adam. Yeah. So, did we say that Adam is how you buy your plasmids? Adam is how you buy buy your plasmids. Yep. Okay. So, there's these little... Fuck you, dude. (laughs) There's the little vending machines, what are they called? The gatherers? Something like that. Something like that. But, uh... That's where you go to spend all your Adam points, and you can get, um... You can get... All the plasmids have a upgraded version too. Actually, I think a few of them have a third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you can upgrade them from there, or swap them out, or whatever. But uh, what happens after that? After you kill that big daddy, you go to the. You I remember it's frozen. You have to get in there. Cause remember, you got to get your inferno plasmid, and you got to mm-hmm. melt the ice away from that. I don't door. remember uh, the name of it, but um, wasn't that. No, I'm I'm skipping ahead to the fishery. You didn't write it down? Next one I got in my notes is uh, talking about the photography research you got to do. Oh, photography research? I didn't... Oh, this is where you get... No, this is... Re... The next part's the fishery. I... Yeah. Yeah. So you go to the fishery and uh, you need something from this guy. Well, no, you need to fucking... Um... You, you show up to this one spot... Who told you to go there, too? I'm pretty sure it was At- Atlas. Atlas was the one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, you need to go talk to this dude. So you get there, and he's like, 
oh, you're fucked now. And then you turn around, there's this spider splicer that mm-hmm. jump, drops from the roof. So this is just like your typical crackhead, except this crackhead crawls on the ceiling. So I guess it's like your typical crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. And super OP. I don't know. All the other spider splicers that you face in this game, they didn't give me nearly as much trouble as this first one did. Yeah, this first one, for some reason, they made him like super difficult. But Like, I'm talking shooting grenade launchers and shit at him. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, uh, eventually he's like, oh, this this ain't going to do. There's no way you're going to survive. So he's like, why don't you take this camera and go take pictures of them? And then so the mechanic as far as that is, uh, there's a photography mechanic in this game where as you take pictures, you get research points. The more pictures you take, the more you get. And it'll help you deal more damage or show you a weak spot or some shit like that. That's where you find out, you know, what ammo to use on who and, right. you know, weaknesses and... Uh, things like that not a fan me neither i don't fuck with it you know when some shit's going down last thing i want to do is scroll figure out fucking get my camera out and take pictures of shit bro <laughs> you, you know this dude gives you the camera and he tells you go take pictures of the uh, spider splicer but my dumb ass was just walking around i didn't understand it i was just walking around taking pictures of fucking everybody bro <laughs> and then i ran out of film and then i figured out oh he wants pictures of this specific splicer so i was like oh fuck so i'm running around everywhere trying to find film not knowing your dumb ass could walk up to a little vending machine and buy more film i'm just trying to find it on the ground bro so i'm running everywhere trying to find this shit <laughs> damn it bro. i was like wow and that just that just made it even worse bro because i didn't want to take pictures of nobody to start with let yeah. alone waste all my time trying to find some damn film i don't think like i made it through the whole game with like the only time i took pictures of shit was when i had to other than that, I didn't fuck with the camera, and I really didn't see any difference. Unless, you know, if I would have taken pictures of everything, if, if that would have made it extremely more beneficial. Right, I, I don't know. That kind of threw me out of the the feels, you know? I was yeah. like, wow, I kind of... This ain't vibing right, you yeah. know? I was like, I don't feel like this fits in the game. Yeah. I didn't care for it, but that that's another big drawback in this game for me. I got three. That was the second one. Oh, fuck. What's the third one? We'll get to it. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. So you got to take those pictures. And anyway, you go in there and then dude asks you to put all your guns and shit in this little, uh, what are those little mail systems called? They start with a P. Portavac or something like that? Something like that. You put them in there and it's, it's like a mail tube system mm-hmm. or something like that. But you put them in there and you're like... I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, right off the you, bat, I was like, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I don't want to give up these guns, bro. I've been working on them. But dude um, dude betrays you, shocker. <laughs> and then you have to kill out this whole little uh, fish warehouse. And then you figure, that's the first time you hear about Frank Fontaine. Mm-hmm. So Frank Fontaine is this bad motherfucker that's been lurking in the shadows, apparently. This is all you know at this point. And you can listen to more through all the, the audio logs that you pick up. And try to piece together what the fuck's going on but shortly after that you meet up with uh the submarine that atlas's family's in mm-hmm. so you're like all right game's almost over i feel like it wasn't long enough then my boy ryan comes in with the ooka booka, <laughs> blows the submarine up that his family was in savagely yeah and then of course atlas is tore up he's like no you motherfucker. Then he, he he gets back on the radio with you. 
go to Ryan's place right now and beat his ass. And you're like, all right, time to go. We're going to tear his fucking heart out. And yeah. I was like, yeah! He was upset. He was very upset. I don't know why. Just so about mad, bro. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Somebody kill your whole family in a submarine. <laughs> You'd probably be like, damn, bro, that was not cool. Yeah, that was fucked up. And yeah. then the music that plays during that whole thing when he's like talking to you and he's all sad, it's like, God, bro, this is fucked up. How'd it go, bro? Give us a little a little test. A little what? A little, little taste of the music. It's like This is real soft and It was sad. actually just like that. I, yeah. You would have thought that would have came off the soundboard for real. I should probably just start voice acting for some of these video games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, oh, shortly after this, you get to Cohen's little art place. Yeah, bro. I didn't. What's fuck. that area called? Um, I should have wrote all these down. Yeah, I didn't write them down either. It's like this section of Rapture that's all based on art and theater and shit like that. Yeah. And your your introduction to this area is you walk in. And then you see a dude on a stage playing a piano. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Cohen, you sick fuck, get me off of here. And bro, he's over here cruising on the piano. I'm like, damn, that sounds good. He misses a note and he keeps playing. But I was like, damn, that sounds good. And then kaboom, piano <laughs> blows, blows up. Right up. Yeah, I said, he missed one note and you're going to blow him up. I was like, that sounded pretty good, bro. Yeah, you bro. Ain't had to do all that. That shit was crazy. Like, like any of the other junkies down in Rapture could play piano good like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, bro. In that place, there's a whole bunch of turrets and crazy shit going all on. All the security cameras yeah, and shit. Splashes yeah, splashes everywhere. It's like, fuck. That's probably one of the more difficult levels. Well, that that's where the game really starts picking up. It's like, all right, I think you should have the mechanics down by now. It's time to punish you. Yeah. I think that's what happens in that area. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put that. Oh, this is where you meet the Houdini splicers, too. Yeah. Those are my least favorite enemy in the game. I don't fuck with those. So, there are splicers and... They still got all their crackhead strength, but they'll run away from you and then disappear and then appear behind you and just shit like that. They'll mm-hmm. start appearing all over the place. It's the red mist that comes with them, too. That's just like you can kind of see where they're going to be or where they were. And it's right. Just like, Fuck, bro. Giving me a damn headache trying mm-hmm. to find them, bro. But, uh. But you, you do. You do Cohen's little trials and then you kill his ass. And then after this part, you uh, this is where you actually meet up at Ryan's spot. At Ryan's spot? Yeah. And take him out? Yeah. Am I skipping some things here? Yeah. Arcadia, where you go in and uh, like the, the flowers and the, trees. Oh, and fuck. I did miss that. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, big dog. And then, uh, well, I forgot her name. There's a doctor in there. And uh, so you're trying to get through this area to get to Ryan, but he fucking. He starts pumping a bunch of toxins into the air that makes all the trees and flowers die, which put the whole system into uh, like emergency lockdown mode. So. Yeah, this is uh, this is called Arcadia. Mm-hmm. This is where Rapture gets all of its oxygen from from all the plants that are growing down mm-hmm. down here. And Ryan puts out this poisonous gas and starts killing all the plants, so all the air is running out. Yeah. So. Uh, it put the whole system on lockdown or whatever, so you couldn't leave. So you had to go meet up with this doctor that, you know, created the whole fucking system. And uh, you go up there to meet with her, and she's going to, you know, give you 
let you know how uh, to fix, to undo the toxins and bring all the trees back to life. But Ryan locks her in her office and starts pumping the, the office full of toxins and fucking takes her out. Yeah, right before dead. she dies, she writes a code on the uh, on the door. So after she's dead, you go into her office and you read the code. It's a, it's a code to a safe. And in the safe, it has the information. Oh, we need X, Y, and Z. And then we'll put it into this fucking uh, liquid device. And it'll take all the toxins out of the air and bring all the trees back to life. So then you just run around all of Arcadia. I think you have to collect what, like either 10 or 15 bottles of distilled water. And then there's a couple different flowers you have to get. And then you go to a U invent machine and you put all this shit You gotta shit get together. the honey and shit from the bees too. Yeah, the honey too. There's a bunch of different ingredients you gotta get. And then you go to a U invent machine and then uh, you create this, uh, I forget what it's called. But it's, it's just a potion that you put into this machine. And then you flip a switch and it pumps all the toxins out of the air and brings all the trees back to life. And then it brings the area out of that uh, fucking uh, emergency mode so you can leave and then continue on with the story. All right. And then we get to Ryan's group. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, guys, this is a plot twist. And I want to go ahead and stress this to you guys. If you are, if you haven't played this game and really, really want to, just probably stop it right here before we get to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I know I gave the spoiler warning at the start, but this is a, a big spoiler. Although, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I kept hearing shit and shit about this game, about how this has one of the best plot twists ever. I don't think it was that big of a plot twist. It was a good one, but bro, I think A, a, a Way Out had a better plot twist than this. Just as far as like the shock factor I got from it. I think it was pretty shocking. It was bro. clever. I'm yeah. not going to say it's not clever, but I don't. Th- I wasn't like... <gasps> I you was. Know? Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. Uh, so let's get to it. So you get to Ryan's spot, and this dude knows he's dead. So you're like, all right, bro, here's what's going to happen. He starts talking to you, and he says, you think this was all by happen, all by chance? And he's like, you were made to do this or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Am I explaining this right? Yeah. Yeah. So dude walks out and he says would you kindly sit or something like that and then you sit down real quick and then you're like what the fuck bro he said would you kindly stand you stand up and he's like what the fuck's going on he said uh then he goes through the whole story about how would you kind would you kindly is like a, a like a uh activation word i'm trying to think of the name of the word i'm trying to think of I'm dumb. Anyway, <laughs> would you like, kindly like is like programmed. Word. Yeah, it's like programmed in you that anytime someone says "Would you kindly," you have to you you just automatically follow whatever command is after that. And then as he's telling you this, he's like, "Hold on, you're right, my fucker." Because as soon as you get to that place, Atlas, every time he tells you to do something, he says, "Would you kindly do this? Would mm-hmm. you kindly do that?" Blah blah blah. Would you kindly? And then you're putting it together, and you're like, "This motherfucker, hold on, there's yeah. something more going on here." And then uh, uh, he starts explaining it to you more, and then he hands you a golf club, and he's like, "Would you kindly?" And then kill. So you smack him upside the head with the golf club, and he keeps talking some more, because this dude knows he's gonna die at this point, regardless if he explains this or yeah. not. So he's just like, "Let me just go ahead and blow your mind real quick." And then eventually you beat him to death with the golf club, pretty graphic, and then you break that motherfucker off in his forehead. 
<laughs> it was fucking yeah, gruesome, was like, bro. Whoa, blood squirting out everywhere. So then you're like, would you kindly, would you kindly, what the fuck? And then Atlas hops on the radio. Y'all thought Atlas was your friend? You're fucking wrong. Nah, bro. He was a snake from the start. Yeah, he's a two-timing bitch, bro. Okay, (laughs) so this dude hops on, and then, of course, this motherfucker's got a whole different accent, Mm a whole different tone in his voice. He's laughing at you. Yeah, so you figured it out, didn't you? (laughs) And you're like, who is this? He said, it's me, Frank Fontaine. And you're like, no! It was Frankie the whole time. Fuck Frank. Oh, fuck. Which makes me wonder... Was his family really in that submarine? You know, that's a good question. I don't think so, bro, because he starts mocking you. He's like, I had you going with that whole family bit, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that wasn't his family in there. But Ryan was playing along with it like it was. Well, he Ryan probably thought that that was Atlas, too, because Atlas was like this nameless, faceless entity. Oh, okay, okay. Before Rapture yeah. went to shit, there was like, you know, an advocate for the poor. They were working on smuggling shit from the surface world you know in and out of the surface world once ryan made it you know illegal for anyone to contact the surface world Mm -hmm. at all so i don't think anybody knew who atlas was he was just kind of this guy that everybody knew of as like the the savior yeah yeah so fontaine the whole time and then so he fucking blows up that room or actually, hold on. Before he comes out as Frank Fontaine, you go and activate that one console in Ryan's office. That what did that console do? That was the key to Rapture. Pretty sure that was what controlled the whole fucking city, bro. The whole system, yeah. So after you activate that, that's when Atlas or Frank Fontaine comes on the radio and starts giving you the whole spill. And then he sets that console to auto destroy or something, and it blows up. You're like, what the fuck going on? Mm-hmm. And then as you get out there. The the doctor that's in charge of all the little sisters, uh, Dr. Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. Yeah, so the little sisters run up to you and they grab you and like, follow us this way. And as you're following them, you fucking fall down this hole in the vent and you land, or you go out from there and then you wake up and you're in Tenenbaum's little uh, play area with their children. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so she gives you the whole bit, trying to explain what's going on some more. And, uh, which makes you wonder, bro. I've been wanting to ask you this. Say if you harvested all the little sisters, would she have still helped you? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I bet it had been a little awkward when you laying down there, though. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, she ends up helping you from this point on as you complete your quest to kill Frank Fontaine. She helps you, but she has a fucking attitude about it. I didn't get no attitude. Or were you a bad guy? I'm a good guy, bro. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Oh. If you get the. Oh, you ending. said you harvested your first one. Well, no. This this so for the playthrough that I did, you know, for this podcast, I I rescued them all. But I know I did some research on the bad ending, so I know how. Oh, okay, okay. It goes. I can explain that after the fact. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, you get to her hideout, and what happens after that, bro? So after that, she kind of lets you know what the fuck's going on. Because you're just like, what's going on with this would you kindly shit? Like, what happened? And uh, it turns out that you were actually born in Rapture. And somehow you got smuggled 
out oh, of yes. the rapture. Oh, yes. Atlas was the one who raised you. He's the closest thing to a father that you've ever had. Yeah. And uh, when you were like two years old, you got sent to the real world. But while you were in rapture, you were programmed with that whole would you kindly shit. Yeah. And this is uh, th- this was all a plan in the making that Atlas has had for a long, long time. Was for you to come back and kill Ryan, and yeah. then he was going to take you out. I guess you served you served one purpose, and you did that job. But then you did some some overtime and killed Frank Fontaine. But we'll get there. Yeah, bro. Which is this is why it was so mind blowing for me because you know at first you think you're just a random survivor of a plane crash when in reality you were programmed you're a little to test do tube that. baby, bro. Yeah, because in when you're on the plane, you're sitting there smoking a cigarette and you're holding a a fucking package like a gift. But if you look really closely at the note on the gift, it says something, something, something. Would you kindly? And in the gift was actually a fucking pistol that you used to hijack the plane and you brought it down yourself. So you could go into rapture. No way. How did I miss that? Bro. It was like, I beat the game and I was like, bro, this is fucking crazy. And then I did some more research and figured all that shit out. And I was like, wow. Yeah, this obviously took place before 9-11 because you can't be packing no pistol like that in a box on a plane. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. I completely missed that. What the fuck was I doing? Yeah, bro. Huh. Well, it was at the very beginning of the game. Like I, I remember the part where he's sitting in the plane and he looks at the box and it's got a picture of his family on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't know. They did another cutscene with a gun in a box, in that box. I think it does a cut scene where like he opens the box and there's a pistol in it and then fucking whatever. I don't think it goes into detail about him hijacking the plane, huh. but they say something about it, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, I, I'm not sure uh, if it was an audio recording or Tenenbaum tells you this yourself, but uh, they start talking about when Rapture was first started getting built way at the bottom of the Atlantic. They discovered this type of sea slug or whatever. And that's where the, the Eve comes from. Uh-huh. And then she uh she implanted those the little sisters with this little sea slug in their belly and that's what turned them into little sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a bunch of crazy shit. And then you gotta go uh you gotta go do something uh for her and then you go find Frank Fontaine. Well you gotta get all the, the pieces to the big daddy. Oh yeah, suit. then you become a big daddy. Yeah. Which this was a lot of work. I think this part dragged on a little longer than it should have, to be mm-hmm. honest. You got to run over this whole little section where they create the big daddies, mm-hmm. all these different labs and shit, and you got to get the whole get up piece by piece. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's, I was like, it's taking a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking you, a long you while. Put the helmet on, put the suit on, get your voice changed, yeah, and the, get the pheromones to make you smell like dog ass. Yeah. And then uh, after that, you go fucking. You go hit up Frank Fontaine. No, hold on. We got to get to my third gripe about this game. Oh, what's up? That escort mission where you have to escort the little sister around. Mm -hmm. Because you get this big daddy suit because you got to get through this door that only a little sister can let you through. And if you don't look like a big daddy, bro, they ain't going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. So you you get all this, this whole big daddy get up, you get it on, and then you got to go fucking bang on the, these little holes that the little sisters climb out of. Uh, so she'll come out, unlock the door for you, and then you have to do an escort mission. And oh my god, oh my god, I hate escort <laughs> missions, fuck, bro. Yeah, nah, bro, I hate swimming, I hate time limits, and I hate escort missions. Those are my three gripes with video games. 
Those are the only three I have to where when I see him, I'm just like, come on. Instantly? Instantly, yeah. So you didn't even give this a shot. You were just automatic, fuck this. Well, I knew what was going to happen, bro. She's going to walk around. She's going to bullshit, and I'm going to have to protect her. What happened? (laughs) She walked around. She bullshitted, and I had to protect her, bro. Yeah. It's just like, come on. I was better off on my own, just walking around, fucking everybody up, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that happened. It wasn't even that long. I would have to say, as far as escort missions, this was bearable. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was absolutely terrible, but man, fuck. I was over by the time it was done. I'll just say that. Yeah, but after that, you get to, I guess, the uh, the apex. or Yeah, you get to the last little part of the game. Mm-hmm. So once you escort her, she lets you through this door where Frank Fontaine's at, the little sister does. And then you're like, all right, bitch, get out of here. And then you see Frank Fontaine, bro. He's strapped up on this little kind of, it looks like like a, a big ass cross machine that he's like crucified on. Mm-hmm. He start off and you have to run up to him while he's on there and jab him in the neck with one of those needle guns that the little sisters carry around to pull the atom out of him. Cause if you take all of his atom, uh, he gets all fucking soggy and shit. So this but man has taken... Big as fuck, bro. Yeah. He's big, big. Yeah. That's why I said at the beginning, this is Frank Fontaine because I'm Jack, bro. That's yeah. why I said it. This guy's pretty much fucking taken a ridiculous amount of Adam and basically turned himself into a demigod. The only way to kill him is to uh, take all the Adam out of him. So she gives you this Adam extractor for you to go and uh, take the Adam out of him. And then, like, you're fucking... You're beating the fuck out of this guy. You're, you're you're lighting him up. And how many first aid kits did you use, bro? Barely any, bro. I didn't really have a hard time. You didn't time have with a hard this. time? No. Bro, I think the first time I played through this when I was in Japan, I had a rough time with it for some reason. Well, right before you get to this part, they really let you stock up on supplies and ammo yeah, and shit, too. Which, thank God. But yeah, you light him up, you're running around, you're doing the whole boss battle thing. And then eventually, I think once you get his health all the way down, a bunch of little sisters pop out. Well, you got you this is a boss with the typical three waves that you got to do so when you first get there you hop on hop up by there you jab that needle in his neck and pull out some at him and then he gets all pissed off he hops off and he starts beating the fuck out of you eventually you wear his health down he'll hop back on his little thing to recharge or whatever and you just keep doing that three times and then after that he gets down he's all stumbling shit what the fuck's going on and then he still smacks you around a little bit which is like bro <laughs> I just dealt some heavy damage. How are you still this strong? And then the little sisters, bro, start creeping out from everywhere. Bunch of them. They start jumping on his back and chin. Just start stabbing him with those little needle guns. Jump the fuck out yeah, of him, dude, bro. Dude, a bunch of... And once he's laying on the ground, bro, they're all just on top and just stabbing the shit out of him with these mm-hmm. needles. I was like, oh my God, bro. Yeah, it was kind of gruesome. Yeah, it was super nasty. But that's how it ends. I mean, Frank Fontaine's dead after that. And then... What happens after that is a little cutscene happens. You return to the surface with all the little sisters and you live a happy, normal life. And so do the little sisters. And then that's it. That's game, right? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's the good ending. So it shows you uh, escaping uh, rapture with all the little sisters that are now humans because you, you saved them. And then it shows a little cutscene of you on your deathbed i'm assuming because you have a little tattoo it's like chain links right across your wrist oh yeah and then it shows all of the uh like your hands just sitting there all old and crusty 
But then all the little sisters grab your hand. Did you see that? I thought that was supposed to be like his daughters or like his the rest of his family. Because it says no. that she went and had a regular family after that. No, he took the little sisters. The little sisters were his family. So he raised all the all the women, all oh, the okay. girls. All right. That's the good ending. The bad ending is uh, you take over Rapture and you release all the splicers into the real world. So, all damn, the, that sounds way cooler. I bro, it's crazy. I, I'll have to see if I could pull up the cutscene for you to watch. But and you you get this even if you only harvest one of the little sisters, you get the bad ending. So I think at the end, like at the end of the battle, they they bring you the fucking key to the city, right? And if you have the good ending, you don't want the city, so you just escape rapture. But if you're the bad ending, you know you've been taking all the little sisters out. One of them runs up to you with the key of the city, and I'm guessing you take it, and you just fucking, you run Rapture now. Damn. So it just shows a cutscene of you uh, fucking, a whole, like, fucking 50 of them submarines pop up on the surface. Uh-huh. And then a bunch of spider splicers pop out. And there's people that I guess have discovered the the light pole, so they're sitting out there, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And while they're out there, minding their own business, all the splicers pop out and start fucking killing these people. And then it cuts over to a fucking nuke. Damn, they just, nuked the place? Just No, just a random nuke that I guess was in Rapture. I guess Rapture had nukes. Oh, shit. So I guess you eventually take over Rapture, and then the cutscene saying that you take over Rapture, you release the splicers out into the world, and you start fucking nuking people. Damn. Yeah, bro. So you're just... That's intense. Yeah, you're an all-around bad guy. Huh. <laughs> At least that's what I gathered from it. I'll... I'll uh, let me see if I could just find the uh, bad ending cutscene real quick. Well, let's go ahead and rate it anyway. What do you say? I'm thinking... It's high for me, bro. It's pretty high. I think, uh, I think I'm going to do like 92 on this one. Damn, that's what I was going to say. Is it? Pick oh, a yeah. different number. Uh, 90, 91. He's petty. I can't believe you'd rate it that low. That low? <laughs> All right, I rate it 92, bro. And it only misses these eight points. Four for the photography. And four for that escort mission. Eight total points down the drain. But it gets a 92. What a great game. Yeah, bro, it's phenomenal. Here's a bad ending if you want to check it out. I'll check it out when we're done with this. Okay. But yeah, uh, play this fucking game, guys. Play it. You played it, play it again. Play this shit, bro. It's a good one. My top, one of my top ten games of all time. Really? I'd say so. And now that I played it, yeah. What? I'm just. Uh, I don't really remember uh, if Bioshock Two takes on the same story. You know? Yeah. I I don't know. It's been a while since I played it, so we'll have to do that episode here in the next next few, maybe t- ten or fifteen episodes more. We'll do that one. Yeah. All, right. all right. Sounds good. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here, but let's play the new outro. Something you cooked up, huh? Yeah. Hey, all right, <laughs> we're out of here, guys. Suggestions, questions, comments, concerns. Shoot us an email, joystickmediapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a rating. Let us know how you like to write in. Guys, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, any closing thoughts, Jacob? No, man, play this shit if you can. Have a good one, y'all. Hell yeah. God bless.